what's going on? It is January 21st, the year 2021. A special day, because I don't think that happens very often. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Young AD, also known as Adarius. Super, super excited to tell y'all a little bit about this new venture, Command Shift, a podcast for those entrepreneurs or folks that think they're entrepreneurs or have aspirations to be entrepreneurs. You want to get your t-shirt business off the ground, come holla at your boy. We'll get you right for a very, very, very low fee, right? The game is sold, not told. Remember that. And of course, I gotta, I gotta show some love to the co-host, none other than Mo, Mamadou Enjai, Mo Dougie. He got some other nicknames, but those have been retired. He's now a family man. <laughs> no longer in the streets. My boy is here, here ready to get it. So in all seriousness, though, before we jump in uh, with Mo a little bit more um, on, a, on a more serious note, this is for those entrepreneurs, right? Those folks who maybe maybe you got writer's block and you just don't know what you want to do next with your business. Or maybe you want to start a business, but you legit don't know what you should start. Or, or you've got a business and you hit a wall, like you're not where you want to be. This is the podcast for you, no doubt. And I love that intro, Adarius, because like that really speaks to what we're trying to do here. Um, and like Adarius was saying, right, we're all at different spaces um, on our entrepreneurial journey. So whether you're, you feel like you're in command of it or whether you feel like you're shifting, we all go through it. And the good thing about being in command or even shifting is you can be in command of it if you're just starting your journey, right? If you're tracking along, scheduling your time to work on your entrepreneurial venture, you're in command of it, right? But sometimes you can shift, right? Maybe one thing didn't go right. Maybe you put a product out there and it didn't sell. Maybe you tried to, you know, get your singing career off the ground and people aren't listening. You can shift. There's a lot of resources and we're going to be those resources for you through the people that we interview on the podcast. Facts, facts, facts. Facts are friendly. So understand this, y'all. This is going to be the platform for you. A slogan you're going to hear me say a lot is free jewelry, right? Free gems, free jewelry alert. Whenever you see me do that, that means write that shit down ASAP. Write it down. So let's let's dive into this thought of entrepreneurship a little bit more because I have I like to tell people the story. So anyone that knows me, they know I'm from Oakland. And one of my childhood nicknames was Chocolate Boy. Where did Chocolate Boy come from? It ain't right, where did it come school. from? <laughs> right. It's not just the dark skin. No, it does work. So when I was coming up, when I was like eight or nine, I was raised by my grandmother. And so every Saturday, I mean, every Saturday we go to Costco and it's a two person household. So a weekly Costco trip is probably not necessary, but nonetheless, that's what we did every Saturday. So cats would go to Costco every Saturday, you know, we get what we needed. And I started looking around like, wow, everything in here is in bulk, like big, 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 big ass packages. And it don't cost that much. It's like $10 for 36 candy bars. So one day I convinced my grandmother to buy me a box of chocolates. I'm like, Hey, let me get a box of chocolates. And like a kid, I whined a little bit through a little tantrum and she went on ahead and bought the chocolates just to shut me up probably more than anything. So we get the chocolates. I get to the crib and I'm like, yo, I'm about to go sell these chocolates. There's people across the street playing basketball. They hooping all day. 
Like, I know these guys got to be hungry. Like, it ain't no store, ain't no liquor store, no corner store, nowhere up here. So I'm about to go. I'm about to go sell these chocolates. Went to the park, sold out a 36-pack of chocolates in, like, two hours. Like, a couple cats tried to hustle me, but, you know, I got a little hood in me, so I was able to, you know, keep my supply. But (laughs) that's where the name Chocolate Boy came from. And that was my first introduction into entrepreneurship. Then I started talking to my family, and I had some families that were in the Cosmo family members that were in the cosmetology space. So they had hair salons, and they also sold, you know, um, boutique designer clothing out of those shops. Then I had, you know, aunts that had childcare centers. So all these different enterprises were happening, and I'm seeing them make money on their own terms. So I'm like, whoa, like this is dope, like. My aunt, she decides if she wants to go to work. Like if she wake up in the morning and her stomach hurt, like she ain't got to go. Or if she wake up in the morning and she just don't feel like going, like she ain't got to go. Because she has a whole organization that's self-sufficient that runs itself. So I'm curious, Mo, like when was your first exposure to entrepreneurship or like people owning businesses? Yeah, man. And and it honestly goes back to uh to kind of the end of slavery, right? Um, my family, uh, most people know Mamadou Andre obviously is a, a African name specifically uh, from Gambia, right? But my mother's side is from Liberia and Liberia was a country or is a country um, on the West coast of Africa that was formed by um, freed slaves, right? They took a ship from South Carolina and, and traveled all the way to Liberia. Um, and on that journey, was my uh, grandfather's, well, great-grandfather's parents, right? And him and his brother ended up figuring out a way to come back to America, go to university. I actually found out he went to Howard, so HU. I'm not from HU, but he went there. Uh, And he learned a lot about business, right? His brother ended up going into politics, and his brother made a little bit more money by that time, and his brother loaned him some money to buy a truck to start his fishing company. Now from that fishing company, it blew up to different products in Liberia, right? We have rubber there. We have a whole bunch of different um, natural resources. And from those natural resources, he grew his business and started shipping all of those um, resources out to London, India, the Americas, all of that. It actually became um, pretty well off for himself, right? Um, and was recognized in a lot of different spaces. So for me, that entrepreneurial journey was actually told to me by story constantly by my family members, right? Talking about their experiences, being, you know, Black in the 1960s, right? Understanding what that meant to have that pride of owning your own business and doing it on your way. And the one thing that always stood out to me was, my grandfather's story of when he went to Selfridges, right? Um, Selfridge is a, a very high-end store in London. And at that time, there wasn't that many Black people shopping there, right? So they racially discriminated, uh, discriminated against him. And he decided to buy out almost a lot of the store uh, at that time and gave the commission to someone else from the person right. who racially uh, discriminated against them. So that story always sticks out to me as far as just like really not letting culture define who you are, right? And letting, you know, people kind of put a damper into it, but owning who you are and doing what you want to do on your own time 
And that's for me what entrepreneurship really means. Dope, dope. So you heard about it in a way where it was almost passed down like folk tales to a mm. sense to where y'all legit had examples of folks coming, building their own infrastructure, building their own businesses, which is very much so akin to African-American culture. Like a lot of our grandparents probably talk about times when they could walk down a street and it was nothing but black owned businesses. And that's where you went to shop because like to your point earlier, you couldn't go to Mervyn's or Montgomery Ward's like, you know, these stores that no longer even exist and buy stuff. So like yes. you're, you're solving a problem to an extent, right. Which is really what a business should do. That's free jewelry right there. Entrepreneurs are problem solvers. So Let's shift, no pun intended, a little bit and talk a little bit about a little bit more about how you started to find the purpose, right? Because a lot of people talk about entrepreneurship as if it's this pie in the sky kind of cliche type thing. And you really got to have your heart in that shit. Like you really, really do because it's not easy. Like it's, e it's semi easy to go punch a time clock every day, but it is not easy to have your own venture. And so I can tell you from all of my personal experience, letting y'all know a little more about me, like I've been told that your passions will take you places and it'll come to you. So whatever just keeps coming to you, like don't get annoyed, <laughs> like it's coming for a reason. Like your, your passions or your calling calls you. Uh, so as I think about entrepreneurship, one of the things that I always cared about was access, like plugging people. Like if I could have a dream, like my dream job is just being the plug, like being able to make a phone call and go, yo, Mo needs this. Can you go get that to Mo? Uh, which is what brought me to Mo Management, right? It's like, I want to be able to connect with creators, connect with other entrepreneurs, create an ecosystem so that we not starving for nothing. It's like, oh, you need something? Just make a phone call. Uh, so I'm curious, Mo, like, how did you get there off of that experiential marketing space, which is super hot now? Super, yeah. super hot, even without COVID, pre-COVID, like everyone is doing more experiential stuff, like kind of what got you there? Definitely. And to your point, it's all about problem solving, right? It actually started off when I was in Minneapolis, right? Uh, we had like 16 plus clubs. I don't, do you have like the 16 plus clubs? Yeah, we had, we had Club Glow. Yeah, for sure. It was popping. So I always, we always got there and I'm like, yo, this line is wild. Like, I'm not trying to sit in line and I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. So if you got the 60 plus club in February, it's, it's cold. Right. You're not trying to wait in line for 30, 45 minutes. So I was like, you know what? Let me do some more diving into like how they do this. Cause not all these clubs is all 16 plus, right? It was only on like off times where we could really be there. So I start to find out who the people were throwing the parties. And they was like, yeah, if you give us access to your Facebook, which is probably some whole weird algorithm, illegal type stuff that they was doing. Right. But they was like, if you give us access, we'll promote the event. We'll invite all your friends to the to each event. And I'm like, cool. He was like, yep, you'll um, skip the line and you'll have like up to a few people and you'll get in free. So I'm like, say less. I, I just wanted to avoid the line. So I started to do that. And then when I got to Nepal, my first message in that like class of 2014 group message was like, who's trying to throw parties? Cause I was off the same vibrations of what I was doing in Minneapolis. Nice. That's when I got connected with Denzel. Denzel messaged me back. We was all in U-Haul. Then me and you got connected at the basketball court. 
Nice. And we put together the team, right? And, and we was renting people's houses out, throwing parties because Chicago is a 21 and up market. So I remember that first party we threw. I think we made like $1,500 in two hours. The reason why I remember those, no, those numbers is because I was the one at the front collecting the money, uh, which I was like, I'm never doing that again because we also got robbed and <laughs> it was a whole situation. But, you know, we'll that's our... That's our introduction to Chicago. But because of that, I really enjoyed what we were doing in that space. And then I saw that through internships. I saw the reactions to how people enjoyed all the events that we were doing through our fraternity, right? And even how we took our parties that, you know, our new row chapter, uh, the Paul and IIT, we was throwing and those parties weren't as big right when we got into the chapter but previous that was like the money maker and we shipped that whole demographic and, and started making that the true money maker and then when i saw that on the legit level of doing it at clubs and having bears players and nba players come in to the spot that i entered at underground i was like oh i could really make a living off of this like people it was a whole company around these few clubs and restaurants and I was like let me try this out and I was good at it and and that's how I just kind of started working in the nightlife industry connecting people and then nightlife was like yeah it was kind of getting old so I was like mm, let, let's start to do just event experiences and and that was inspired by my Miami trip what Miami trip where I saw the art scene um and I connected with these guys um who opened the first Jordan store in Chicago and they started throwing these event mixers. And I was like, yo, I could do this. And I think there's a market for it. So, um, and Adarius was very instrumental in helping all of that. Cause he was always with us throwing the events, helping plan them. Um, and, and that was really like my intro to that. Um, but for you, I want to know a little bit about like, your journey now right like where are you at with that journey of entrepreneurship i know we're working together on mo management and things of that nature but where are you at right now that's a great that's a great question because you're trying to get deep so you know right now my my, my nine to five i work in brand marketing so probably as long as you've known me i've always been one to be very very strategic and always position stuff a certain way i uh, want to be able to craft the narrative and be able to um add texture to stuff like so it, so that it means something so i'm proud that i finally found that destination um but in order for me to get there i literally did everything that i could do on the front end and prepare myself so um you know in the bible they say study yourself approved that was literally what i did so i went to school studied stuff did internships entered the professional world i've never had a job where I had that background coming into the job. So I went sales, then I went data analytics, then I went IT, and now I'm in marketing. So if you're trying to follow me on the line, you're like, whoa, this cat is all over the place. <laughs> like none of those things are connected. <laughs> uh, and so I did all that so I could really get a really, really robust understanding of like how businesses work. And so now that I've got that understanding and I've got that acumen now i'm in a spot where i want to pour into individuals that look like me that want to start their own organizations or their own businesses but they just don't have the resources or they don't they just don't have the confidence to even have the audacity to say yeah i'm going to start my own business 
here's my business plan. Here's what I want to do. Uh, so in that journey, I'm, I'm definitely uh, willing to, to dive in, get my feet wet a little bit, you know, use some of the marketing acumen, use some of the analytics and data, financial acumen to help creatives, entrepreneurs, you know, whoever trying to start something, do what they got to do. Man, hey, you forgot one thing, man. You 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 held it down at school with that with that MBA, man. Oh yeah, the facts, facts are friendly for sure, for sure. So you definitely wanted to further my education, um, so that I could you know make sure that if I did have outages, like never worked in HR before, but I have went to business school and took several HR classes as part of that core curriculum. So I got a little bit of exposure there. Uh, so I know enough to be dangerous, but I'm not necessarily like a subject matter expert. Um, but that 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 for sure helped. No, nah, that's so dope. And that I feel like canceling yeah. loans. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what we hoping for. I need him to say, you know, send the bill through. Uh, and I and I really think like our perspective is so unique. Right. You bring in that technical space. Right. I've you know, have some technical, but more so in that creative industry. And I feel like us coming together really helps someone to bring in the best of both worlds, right? That's, I think it's gonna be dangerous. It's gonna be it dangerous. is, it is. And I think that's what, that's that's the unique part about this podcast, right? You're seeing two young black men who are growing in their careers, um, doing things that we probably never thought we would be doing when we started college freshman year. Uh, and excelling at that, right? And especially in a big city like Chicago, right? You coming from Oakland, I'm coming from Minneapolis. Like this is literally, we live in a dream in my world, right? We, we live in a right. dream. So um, we really want to help people out. We're trying to figure out what they want to do. And if you're at that space, how can we innovate, right? How can we that's change, amazing. how we can shift, how we can maneuver? And I think that's going to be the unique characteristic about the podcast. So Feel free to like message us, shoot us a DM. Um, this is all under uh, our Mo Management platform and we'll be on YouTube, um, Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, everything. all of them joints, all, everything. Google Play, Apple Store, you know what I'm saying? All that, all that, all that. You know, that was dope. That was the, the, the type of background we needed. And just to kind of wrap it up, because I know y'all like, all right, it's Dame time. I get it. Um, the podcast flow is going to be real, 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 real chill. Like I'm telling y'all, we're going to start off just the way Mo walked y'all through his background and the problems he was solving and what led him to entrepreneurship. We're going to start there. Then we're going to talk money, right? Businesses exist to make money. So we'll talk a little bit about models and then we'll talk about growth, right? You don't want to be the same. You don't want your organization to look the same year after year. So what does that growth look like? And if you need to pivot, which is okay, there's nothing wrong with pivoting. Pivoting just means that you made some assumptions and you got them wrong, but at least you did something, right? If you need to pivot, we'll have folks that are able to tell you how they pivoted. And, 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 and coming very soon, you'll have access to content, right? So we're not only going to talk to you about best practices, we're going to give you an opportunity to practice those best practices. So I say all that to say, remember this, press play. When you see me in the app store, holla at your boy, press play. Bring a pen and paper. That's the second thing. And then third, remember, free jewelry alert. Free jewelry alert all day, every day. Bling, bling. That's all I can say. We out. <laughs> <laughs>